0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of this podcast. This is going to be completely unscripted, as opposed to every other video, which is of course perfectly scripted from the beginning to the end. Um, Because I'm just recording this as I stopped a uh, a call with my friends, uh, which we usually do that, you know, regularly in the week we meet up and watch anime together and discuss stuff and play games and stuff. It's a tradition we maintained since high school days and into our university years now. And we were trying to convince one of the friends, so me and another friend who really like Eminence in Shadow, right? we see it for the great show that it is, and we tried to convince another friend that it is worth watching and they should give it a try. And that person demonstrated an immense immunity to any outside opinion, right? Today, so they said, no, 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 I watched the first five minutes. Uh, that's an actual quote, by the way. I watched the first five minutes. It was just too cringe. I couldn't keep watching. Okay, that's a bit you know, questionable. We kind of gave them a bit of shit for that, because they didn't, you know, it's too close-minded, you couldn't give it a try, if you actually, you know, if you really wanted to give it a try, you would have probably watched more than five minutes, but whatever. We were trying to say, okay, it's actually a really good show, it's, you know, it's threading this very fine line between being a parody of the sort of edgy, edgelord, um, power fantasy genre, while also fully embracing it, and actually making it sort of meta-edgy, right? It's so edgy, it's becoming something else, and it's very impressive that A show like this exists, and it manages to balance somehow into a really good and interesting story, uh, from our perspective. While also being absolutely hilarious, because you shouldn't take it too seriously. And we were trying to say, you know, maybe you should not watch the first episode, it's not really representative of the rest of the show, but the first couple of episodes in Eminence and Shadow aren't really like the rest of the show, although they kind of are. And if you don't like them might be that you don't really like the rest of the show and so eventually we felt oh you should watch the i am atomic scene you know it's so great it's it's fantastic it's hilarious it's really cool you know it's well animated and then i i, I criticized myself for this this opinion and i was like well it is kind of an expectational spoiler isn't it right and the word i used was um erwartungs spoiler right so german for expectational spoiler um and i thought to myself you know because if you're hyping something up, if you're telling them, bro, you gotta watch this scene, it's the best scene of the whole show, you're kind of hyping it up to the point where they expect to see something really good, right? That they they want to see something that will change their mind. And if they're maybe predisposed to not changing their right, mind, they might say, Psh, if this isn't a, like, mind-blowingly amazing, I'm not like gonna actually change my mind. And that's an expectation of spoiler. Normally, when you watch it organically from the start to the fi- uh, to the to the end of the episode, or the end of the season, or the end of the whole show, you go through everything, right? You you see the build up to this scene, you see all the the, the other background stuff happening, and then eventually you get flashbang by oh, yeah, I am atomic in great Japanese English, um, and it's you know it's pretty it's a different experience, from my opinion, and. You know, that's the word I found for it in the spur of the moment. I was like, "Expectational spoiler." You know, you're hyping it up to someone that they have a certain predisposed um, understanding of the scene, expectations of the scene, or they, you know, they want to see a certain quality. And if that's perhaps not how they imagined it, even though they haven't seen the show itself, or the, the season itself, or the, the the scene itself, they might judge the whole thing to be differently than they would have. If they had watched it from the start to finish without having any specific uh, ideas, right? If they were allowed to form their own opinion as the show advances. And of course, that's kind of part of good story writing in a show, right? If they, if they manage expectations and then they blow you out of the water. Um, so perhaps you're interrupting that process if you're telling them, Oh, you just, you wait until episode seven. Whoo, that's going to be, <laughs> I don't want to tell you anything, but wow. That kind of sets an expectation, doesn't it? Like, you're you're really... (laughs) You're you're, uh, praising the pie before it is baked, right? Like If you let someone go through the process by themselves, they sit there, watch the the, the oven heat up, and you put the stuff in, you watch it all come together, and you say, oh, okay, now I'm I'm starting to smell it, right? It might be pretty good. You might have an entirely different opinion than when someone says, oh, bro, you have to try this cake, it's the best cake ever, and you try, and it's like, "Mm, that's pretty decent, but, you know, it's not the best cake ever, right? And then a bunch of, like, I think maybe a week later, another friend of mine who was uh, privy to that conversation, they, they called me and said, Alex, I think you found a new word, bro. That's a, I haven't really been thinking about this. I think this is a new, completely mind-altering new thing. Uh, you know, It will change history or whatever. This new term, uh, Avatung spoiler, expectational spoiler, right? And I don't, bl- like, I really don't claim that I was the first one to come up with the idea of hyping something up, means that you might disappoint someone's hype right you you might not fulfill it might not come up to that i don't think i I have no claim to to being the first one to come up with that but perhaps i am one of the first people to have used the word avatung spoiler expectational spoiler in that capacity and you know i'm proud to have uh, contributed to, to animology to the understanding of well in this case it's actually cinematology right so so because it doesn't just apply to anime. Perhaps I'm the pioneer of a new era of understanding how spoilers work, right? In fact, the whole word spoiler kind of already alludes to that, right? Normally you mean spoilers when you tell someone a plot twist in advance, right? Like, a central plot point, like, it's actually the brother, oh my god, he's, you know, the long-lost twin brother of this guy. That's a plot twist, and you're telling someone that they may have been completely flabbergasted had they discovered it naturally within the show. But if you just tell them, you're kind of ruining it, right? And now that I think about it, again, we're going a bit off, we're going a bit off script here, but um, that's exactly what happened to me way back when, like in elementary school. <laughs> I still remember that. Um, I was a huge fan I am, a huge fan of Star Wars, the Clone Wars. In fact, that is the only Star Wars that I knew until like later than I would have probably liked to admit. Because I really loved Star Wars The Clone Wars. For me, that was Star Wars. And I never quite understood the logo of Star Wars The Clone Wars, because it was Star, The Clone Wars, and then Wars, uh, hidden underneath. And much later, when I realized, oh, there's actually a Star Wars like movie series, um, it's pretty clever, because you're putting The Clone Wars in between Star and Wars. So it's in between, in this case, episode two and three of the prequels. Um, but I didn't know that as a child, right? For me, there was Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, that's just all of Star Wars, right? Um, but I really loved it. I really, like, it was, for me, the coolest thing to have ever come out. And to this day, it's still one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. But at some point, some dude in elementary school mentioned to me, Oh, Anakin Skywalker, because I was talking about it. And he was, oh yeah, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, isn't he the guy who becomes Darth Vader? And I was like, who the fuck is Darth Vader? I had no idea. Like, I genuinely didn't know. And he told me, yo, you know, when when Anakin kills Padme and becomes Darth Vader. I was just like, what are you talking about, bro? I didn't even know that there were Star Wars movies. I want to make this extremely clear to you. I genuinely only thought of Anakin Skywalker as the good guy with a bit of a a tendency, perhaps, to go uh, off rails. Uh, but, you know, I had no idea, what he, why would he kill his his wife, what are you talking about, right? It was so fucking flashbanged by that, that I eventually, re- like, got into the movies. And I luckily started with episode 4, so A New Hope, episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, uh, which Darth Vader has introduced. And I was like, that's no way, that's, that's no way, that's Anakin Skywalker, that's someone entirely different, right? <laughs> and then you you introduced to Obi-Wan, it's like, oh hey, I remember this guy, and then he's actually saying, oh hey, I know you from somewhere, right? There's the famous scene where, of course, he kills Obi-Wan, and they say, you know, finally the, the this I fucking forgot, but Master and Apprentice and whatever... And then I was like, no way, that's Anakin Skywalker, right? And I was literally following along with Luke Skywalker. as I was like, oh my god, he actually is the father of him. And he's Anakin Skywalker. Holy shit. And then I watched the prequel trilogy. Like, that was the actual... Unintentionally, that was the, the perfect, I think, order to watch them in. Then I watched the prequels and I was like, oh... Now it all, Like, it all fucking came together. It really just made sense to me. I wasn't really spoiled. I was more like guided very roughly into the direction of uh, following the same sort of plot twists and reveals that the characters of the show would have experienced so maybe i really avoided a spoiler here uh, it's definitely not an example of expectational spoiler because i wasn't expecting that in fact i was kind of trying in my head not to, to not to believe the fact it's impossible right so i could really emphasize that. The, the Jedi and Obi-Wan were like, impossible, it can't be him, right? And eventually the realization that it actually was Anakin Skywalker, oh my god. So, whatever. I think I had the perfect experience, unintentionally. But that's an example where someone spoils you something, which I didn't think they did it intentionally. I think they just, you know, it was around for a while, the, the, um, the prequels even back then. They were around for a while, and I don't really, you know, it's the same thing if you talk about now, Harry Potter, some, some plot twist that happens in a later book. And it's well-known, it's basically standard literature at this point. But to someone who hasn't read that, that might be a bit of a fat spoiler, right? Like, you're just like, what the hell? I'm not going to say anything. Um, but, you know, what the hell? That's Why do you say that, right? Like, why would you say that? But, again, it's not an expectation spoiler. Expectation spoilers should be really specifically something where you hype it up, perhaps through the... Epi media, right? So the, the surrounding media. Not necessarily the movie itself, but perhaps trailers. Oh, there's a perfect example for that. Um, there was a trailer for Edge of Tomorrow, I think it was Edge of Tomorrow, where they just told you the whole fucking story. And I remember that I watched the movie first and then after that the trailer, and I was like, that's just a short version of the movie. It literally just tells you everything that's gonna happen. That was a pretty bad example of, um, I guess that was a normal spoiler again. Uh, but perhaps also an expectation spoiler would be when you are disappointed, right? When it is anticipation disappointment and disappointment, right? When you're when you're really disappointed by how much you were hyped up, and then eventually uh, someone is really uh, letting you down, right? That's again not an expectation spot. I'm trying to find some kind of example for that, but disappointment uh, uh, would be, for example, every new Star Wars movie that came out since Episode uh, Seven, Seven, Eight, and Nine. The Seven, actually, the 7th Star Wars movie, uh, which was basically just a New Hope two like it was just a modern version. I actually liked that because it was literally the same plot as A New Hope, just with modern you know, CGI, and that looked pretty good. It wasn't tremendously creative in terms of narrative, but it looked pretty good. The eighth one was so bad that I didn't even bother watching the ninth, and I think I don't regret that. Rise of Skywalker, I'm not going to ever watch that movie. Um, but perhaps as for fans of the old Star Wars trilogy, that might be an antisappointment, right? You were really anticipating and then, oh, it's actually pretty bad. It's, it's, Not very good. Um, There's a lot of examples in anime as well. This is an anime podcast, in case I had forgotten. Um, But I cannot figure any of them out on the fly. So instead, let me find the one fucking example that I've been looking for in the back of my head. For expectational spoiler, right? So in this case, it would be hyping something up and uh, therefore setting sort of a a mental, even a subconscious, standard of of raising the, the, the bar, so to speak. And perhaps that leads to anti disappointment. Um, that can be done by epimedia, which is another word that I just invented. Uh, for example, uh, someone talks about, I've read the light novel, bro, it's gonna be so good. If this anime isn't the best anime of the year, no, I'm gonna quit uh, being a pretentious YouTuber. But perhaps they might have hyped it up to a point where they're fan... Ooh, Chainsaw Man, holy shit, how can I... F- oh, okay, that's a good example. Chainsaw Man has a lot of... Uh, the manga has a lot of fans, right? Because I actually don't like it, but a lot of people seem to love this thing, and it's amazing. It hits the spot for a lot of people in terms of realism, but also absurdism, fantasy, but also, you know, based in modern Tokyo and whatever, or uh, I guess 1990s Tokyo? I, I have no idea what, in which time period it's set. Um, it, it has this crazy power as it is. It follows a certain narrative, but it also kind of goes off the rails. Maybe, you know, it hits some kind of sweet spot for the people. And I respect that, even though I personally don't really like it. The manga has a lot of fans, and the manga is very popular. In fact, the first main story arc is over, now they're doing the second main arc, sort of. I don't want to spoil anything, but there was a good point where a lot of people were like, Oh, this is going to be so good, guys, right? And they obviously hyped it up to their friends and raised the expectations. This was one of the most anticipated anime of the year, and um, the Crunchyroll anime awards are not out yet, so maybe it might be the highest rated anime, I doubt it might be a lot of other strong contenders in the year but definitely a lot of people when the first episode came out were so disappointed they're like excuse me was that cgi in my you know masterpiece of animation no <laughs> worst enemy ever and they dropped it and they review bombed it on a lot of uh, like my anime list and other platforms it was definitely a good example of damn the expectations were high and Perhaps they didn't feel like they delivered. Even though I I didn't think it was bad. Uh, I didn't think it was bad at all. I didn't think it was fantastically great. And I didn't expect it to be great. Perhaps that's the difference. I thought, it's probably just going to be an animation of the manga. And that's what it was. I didn't enjoy the manga to an incredible degree. But I didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't think it was bad either. So that's exactly what I think about the anime. I was like, oh, it was pretty well animated in some certain scenes. It was probably very well directed. I don't have the best of eyes for that. But that's it. I don't think it was a masterpiece of animation, I don't think it was the best story ever written. I don't even think it was the best story of the year. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed, But other people were, perhaps because of the expectational spoilers, right? They hyped it up in all of stuff, and they did not deliver. I think I've made my point, I cannot think of any more examples. See you next time.